Hello again, Dwayne Brummett here with Ali Alberigo, SchoolOwnerTalk.com. Ali, good to be with you, sir. Yeah, you too, Dwayne. It's been, it seems like it's been a long time. We're used to talking every single week, and then we hadn't talked for like a few weeks, and it seems like eternity. It's been a couple of weeks, yeah. I, uh, yeah, we closed like we. I don't know how long you guys closed. We closed that whole week of July fourth, and uh, and I also took a few extra days in advance uh, to to take some time off. So uh, yeah, it's it's been a long time. That's awesome, though. I mean, that's something that I think you know. It's funny. I, I did take off, and I even had friends that, and I didn't take off nearly as much. You, we were closed Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. And that seemed like a long time. And then I had other friends that were like, wow, uh, I'm open on Saturday and I'm open on Monday. I'm like, why would you be? You know, then, uh, of course, they know. And they say, oh, well, we're going to be slow. And I'm like, well, then why open? You know, and I, I, I asked them. And some of them are funny because they're always telling me, you need to close. And then they're open. And I'm like, okay. You know, I'm always, I try to take off and, and you know, give people the freedom to take off, right? You know, I think that we, by closing, we also give them the opportunity to feel guiltless and and take a few days of their own rather than, you know, being selfish and staying open and hoping that they'll come and train and so on. So yeah, what well, do you think about that? Well, that's exactly true. Um, it, there, there is a guilt factor about not going. They feel like they need to be there if if, uh, right. if it's open. And, and, and most schools, I don't know about you, I mean, we have uh, attendance requirements. So they have right. to kind of be there if we're open. And so, you know, we kind of, when we close, we give them, give them that opportunity uh, to not be there, and I just know what it does for me. And uh, if it does it for me, I know what it does for my staff. And we just all right. come back charged up and ready to go. So yeah, and, um, and you know and what? I, Inev- I get it. Go ahead. And inevitably, too, though, I I think the classes will be slow. I mean, on a holiday weekend like Fourth of July, even if it's only uh, thirty to forty percent more people that are going away or having a holiday weekend, or they're not going to come, that means your classes are that much thinner. So at that time, it's almost a waste of, of your time, their time, and everyone's time to, to be open. And, and like you said, it, is, it does release them of that guilt and gives them the time to say, hey, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spend this time with my family. It's important. Yeah, and, and uh, I had a great time. We went to um, – uh, I drove out to New York, not as far as you are, uh, mm-hmm. only about five miles – only five miles past the Pennsylvania into New York border. Um, oh, cool. Uh uh, we had a uh, uh, wedding reception for my middle brother, and then uh, from there we drove to Niagara Falls and spent a day at the, at the falls. And then after that, we went to Columbus, Ohio, because uh, our youngest son does travel volleyball, and it was uh, the national tournament there. So we we did nationals there. Wow! That's so amazing. and that's where. That's where you saw the picture of uh, me and Sugar Ray Leonard because his son. Uh, plays volleyball. He's from California, and uh, so oh, I got interesting. to, you know, meet him and and uh, got my picture with Sugar Ray. So he's just an average everyday dad being at his son's competition. Yes, yeah. Do people, was, yeah, do people, cool. do people know it was no. him. So, so I, like you, know you recognize, I don't think a lot recognize of people. him. Well, I didn't see him at first. Actually, somebody in our group that's on our team uh, was actually in the elevator with him. And uh, said, "Hey, Sugar Ray Leonard's here." So we looked up because um, you can look anybody's name up on the rosters yeah. and see who's who's playing where. So we found out what court his kid was playing in, and we went to that court and saw saw him. And of course, we're not going to bother him while his kid was playing. But later in the day, I happened to be walking by when we had a break, and he was actually in in a um, uh, I would say like a lounge eating area type thing. So I just walked up and and oh, cool. asked him if I could take a picture. So yeah. That's great. He was he was one of my favorites. I have to tell you, he was one of the best uh, the best fighters. Uh, watching him and just he was like the lightweight Muhammad Ali, right? You know, like he was so fast, so flamboyant, so you know, uh, you know, uh, challenging to his opponents. It was he was great. I remember watching all his fights. So I, when you sent me that picture, I have to admit I was a little jealous. <laughs> well, that's why to, I sent it to. No, just kidding. Exactly. So cool. So we're back. We're back in action. We missed a few calls, but hey, listen, we've done hundreds of calls and podcasts and so on. So if people missed us that much, they probably listened to some of the older stuff. Um, and uh, we're back in action. And today we're talking about you know business growth solutions. Um, you and I, and, and I have to tell you, it's interesting. I um I I've been 
and I'm going to admit some faults by doing this. So I want the listeners to know it's not just, uh, you know, uh, you know, successful school owners or, um, you know, people who are doing well make mistakes as well. And depending on the level of growth you're in or, or the stage in your life, so to speak, um, they're always going forward and going backwards steps, right? And so in um, the last few years, I had hired program managers and instructors, and I wasn't in my school every single day. And, you know, so I was allowing them to take care of, you know, all my systems. And I was watching them, but not really digging in and watching them. So what I found was that most of the people that I had working at that time, they knew all the buttons to check, all the lines to dot. So it appeared that they were doing the things that I was asking of them, right? So I would see like, okay, you did my system A, B, and C. You did steps one, two, three, and, and because the button box was checked that said it was done, but I never dug in even deeper to see if it was actually done. So um, over the last uh, year, I've been really, you know, dialing down again and watching every system and really, and I don't want to say micromanaging, but overseeing and really watching the, the details. And I noticed so many things that weren't being done in my system, so now I'm correcting them and fixing them and training my staff and making sure that I go back in and have them prove to me that they understand it, you know, inspecting what I expect, right? And um, and I have to tell you, this year, over the last six months, I Im- immediately see like a tick up, not only in you know, um, retention, but in profitability, but in excitement, uh, less negativity, um, all of these things that I want for my school just by me watching the fine details. It really is making a major difference. So I wanted to just say that to the listeners, even though that, you know, I've been doing this for 26 years. Sometimes you make mistakes or you forget, you keep take your eye off the ball or um, you you trust that certain people are doing what they're supposed to do and you kind of step back and you want to be the owner and uh, not the micromanager, and, um, you know, it could get away from you if you don't pay attention to it. Right. Well, and what is that saying? You, you, you've, you've forgotten more than I learned or something like that? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Or, yeah, I always say that, too, with martial arts, right? Like, you've, you and I have logged in and taught more hours on the floor um, than many people in a lifetime will ever do, right? So, but we've forgotten more than some people know. Um, you know, that's so it, not to say us. I mean, that happens with many masters of the martial arts. It, you know, so anyway, so that's interesting. So that's our business growth solutions. And we said we're going to talk about how to become solution orientated. And that's kind of like what I was just talking about. What's your insight on that? You know, um, the, the solution is what or the or the end result. Right. Or, you know, getting the thing that's not working fixed or, or you know, what, so what's your interpretation of that? Well, twofold. Number one, some people are already solution-oriented. And so let me me go back and say, in order to make your business grow, you have to be solution-oriented. If you are the person that already is, then great. You know, you... you, you're already a leg up on a lot of other people. But there are uh, some of us that aren't solution-oriented, meaning that when a problem presents itself, we shut down or we, we melt or whatever it is. And so uh, I think one of the questions that we need to ask ourselves is, you know, what's the toughest situation that I've ever been in before and how have I, how have I gotten out of it? Mm-hmm. You know, up until this point in my life, because we are, we're, every, every time we grow our business, we're going to hit another roadblock. And that's supposed to happen, number one. And we need to be, we need to, we need to understand that that's important to happen. Um, because if it doesn't happen, then we're not going to grow. Because we, we definitely are going to learn from our mistakes. And so the question we need to ask ourselves is, um, you know, what situation have I been in before? Like the toughest situation that I've been in before, and how did I overcome that? Because then that gives you uh, twofold. That gives you empowerment because you're like, oh yeah, I did overcome that. That was tough. I don't know how in the world I made it through, but now that I go back and I analyze it, my gosh. And then, and then what it does, um, let's say, I don't know, chemically or, or uh, you know, it rewires you to go, oh, okay, if I was able to be solution-oriented and get out of this situation, how can I now get out of this new situation that I'm in right now? And, and so, like, the first question I think you need to ask yourself is, um, you know, uh, who can I talk to about this? Like, don't worry alone uh, is, is, is the key, right? Uh, number two is um, uh, what is the truth? Like, what are the facts in this situation? And then number three would be, okay, now what is my plan to get out of it? So, again, let me recap. Uh, first is, you know, uh, don't worry alone. Like, wh- who can I 
get to be on board with me, whether it's your spouse, whether it's another martial arts school owner, whether it's a, uh, um, you know, a coach mentor, and we, we can kind of talk about the difference between those two. Yeah. But then, so don't worry alone. What are the facts? Because sometimes that we can, you know, overblow things. Um, and, and then from that, okay, now what is my uh, plan in order to get out of it? Um, yeah. That, those would be my, my, my three with becoming solution-oriented. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I had a friend just send me something that said, uh, she said to me, I often envision this saying, and but I hear it in my head in your voice because I was her martial art teacher, and she sent me like a little blurb on uh, Facebook, and it said, never forget how far you've come, everything you've gotten through, all the times that you've been pushed on, even, uh, pushed on or even when you felt you couldn't, um, all the mornings you got out of bed, no matter how hard it was, all the times you wanted to give up, but you thought, uh, but you got through the, another day. Never forget how much strength you have and learned and developed. I mean, it's all about that meme is you know never quit attitude. You know, push through, persevere. Um, and uh, and and what I loved about what you just said, and I wish people would do this more often. But martial artists are a little odd in this way is that sometimes they don't want to share with each other, or they may feel like, hey, listen, if I share my um, I don't know, my referral program, my friend down the road, he's going to do it and he's going to steal my students. But in reality, when we have friendships with people that are local, um, we're able to rise the, sh the, you know, the tides and all become better. And then, you know, they're not going to quit my school or go to that school because that guy's going to say, hey, no, Ali Alberigo's a decent guy. Maybe you're making the wrong choice. Um, but it's important to kind of mentor and work with people. I just had my breakfast every Wednesday. I have a breakfast with my three friends from the tournament circuit. Um, two friends, but sometimes another one comes. But every week, it's at least two us three, um, and uh, we have a great time. We talk about politics, we talk about what's going on in the news, we talk about movies and TV, and then we talk about our businesses and complaints that people have or what's going on. And then, of course, we work on our tournament circuit. So, uh, mentorship and having people that you could uh, like-minded friends that you could discuss things with is almost therapeutic. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say is, you know, you need to make sure that you connect yourself with people that that um that 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 have been successful in the situation that you are in. Right. Um it's it's one thing to connect with somebody that you 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 want to worry with you, right? Or you want right. to be concerned about x y or z with you. That's one thing. But but then the next level would be, you know, again, have like I brought up having a coach or a mentor uh, and there's a difference, I think, between the two, um, you know, uh, and I can talk about that in a second. But having a, a coach or a mentor that has actually been in your situation and have overcome it and are, and, and are already successful in what you're looking to get out of mm -hmm. uh, in, yeah. in, in, in that predicament. Now, what, what's the difference between a coach and a mentor? Um, the level of respect, I think, is the difference. Um, is the biggest difference because you can learn virtually the same thing from a coach that you can from a mentor. Right. I, I guess I look at a coach as somebody that's going to teach me a uh, a, a system or a a, 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 um, a way of doing X, Y, or Z in my business. Right. Um, and I look I look at a mentor that that actually supersedes that. And here's kind of what I mean. I can do X, Y, or Z in my business, and it might be good for my business, but it also then therefore might be bad for me mentally uh, or spiritually or relationally with my, with my family or other things. I, think, I guess I look at a mentor that takes all of those things uh, combined in a whole. Their, their viewpoint is the whole viewpoint, not just the business, but you know, how does uh, implementing this system not only affect your business but affect you mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, mm -hmm. you know, your, your connections with your spouse or, or family right. in totality? And, I, and, and so I would say in the beginning I was looking for coaches. I wanted a coach right. that was going to teach me the next system. And, again, not bad. You know, somebody's going to teach me how to do Facebook advertising – uh, you know, what they're going to teach me about Facebook advertising, unless it's, you know, dirty tricks that you shouldn't be doing or, or something illegal, um, it's not going to affect the other parts of my life negatively. And so that's okay to find a coach with that. 
But when you want to, you know, model yourself and your business and your life around somebody, that's where a mentor comes in. Does that? Am I kind of drawing a different distinction between the no, two? No, no, actually, well, you are, and and that that is so true. And and I wrote down a few notes. If people saw me looking down, I like to write notes on the pad while you're talking so that I could remember my thoughts. And here's an interesting thing. I'll give you. I just had this conversation with. Um, Two young people that I know very well. They come from a friend of mine's school. They're high-ranking black belts. They've been training since they're three. They're in their early 19, 20-year-olds. And, um, and it's interesting because if, if you just look at your mentor, your coach, um, and you say, uh, you know, uh, okay, well, he could coach me on how to be a business owner, but you really just want the material and you don't really want the knowledge, then um, you lose out on a portion of the lesson. And I'll give you an idea. Like as martial artists, I'm a very spiritual, traditional martial artist, right? So, um, and by the way, you're a very religious person. So if we, if you read the Bible every day or your, or I taught my students a, a lesson every day and in your head, you're going, I'm reading the Bible and it has all this stuff, but none of it's real. What's the sense of reading it? If you don't have faith and truly believe that there's a meaning to the word by written by a higher power that is bigger than you, that you don't have to have tangible proof in your hand that the lesson is there. Like, I don't have to hand you this paper and say, here, look, I, here, just follow these steps. Um, and, and if a student is always, like, sorting through the information you give them, um, they're always going to be questioning whether you're the right person. Like, for example, um, there's a great article in Maya Magazine this month I started reading called uh, Helicopter Parents or Hovering Parents, and it's a six-page article on how um, these parents are micromanaging the martial art teachers. They're always second-guessing them, questioning their teaching ability, questioning their teaching methods, and all of that stuff. Um, and that's what you do with a coach. But when you trust someone wholeheartedly as your guide, your sensei, where I would trust my sensei, um, and, and oftentimes as a young martial artist, I thought I was smarter than my instructor. And I'd go like, what is he saying? He's ridiculous. The things that he's saying make no sense. I'm smart and he's dumb. In my head, quickly, I would say that. And then he inevitably he would never have to prove it right but but and then it would then come true and i'd be like smacked in the face of reality going like he was right all along i was a cocky you know smart guy who thought i knew everything because i was you know uh, i i don't know whoever i thought i was at the time and then i realized that he if i only would have taken those lessons to heart back then i would have been that much further ahead now and um i love what you said so if you have someone who's like a mentor or like a guide or or not a not necessarily a coach who's just saying do your eight reps go ahead good job buddy high five get going come back tomorrow drink more milk that kind of thing but if you have someone who could dig deep and really penetrate your mind and your heart um it could literally be life transforming right i i once and i'm sorry i'll, I'll just one more little thing i was once at a tony robbins seminar where we did the fire walk and there's a portion of the seminar where we're all on our feet going yes 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 and um I turned back and I looked like 10 aisles behind me and, and not to criticize, but there's a, a woman there who's like so overweight. She's like covering like three or four chairs to sit. And as she's yelling, yes, 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 no joke. It's all about diet, nutrition and health and fitness. She's literally shoveling um, uh, chips with that cheese that you get out of the machine. Into, and she's yelling, yes, as chips are spitting out of her mouth. And she's sitting as everyone else. And I'm going like, she's really not getting the message, right? Because she's just saying it, going through the motions as she's still continuing her old bad habits, right? So I was like, what a shame. She wasted all this money and she's faking herself out. And she's never going to take to change seriously because she really doesn't trust in the message. Right. And, and I understood that. And, and, you know, I had to do what Tony said or else I was going to, it was a failure. If I just said, I like this, but I don't like that. Then it wasn't going to work for me. I mean, uh, sorry, long winded uh, comment on that, but you are so right. You need a mentor and, you know, or, you know, somebody or, or a coach, but you need to understand the difference. Well, there is. And, it, and, and like I said, there's a respect level difference uh, is the majority or the major thing. Uh, the, the 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 coach can teach you the ABCs, but the the mentor can actually tell you why it's ABC. Right. If that makes sense. Right. Yeah. So um, with with understanding business growth solutions, um, you know, I, another thing is you have three things to your 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 benefit. You have time, you have energy, and you have money. Mm-hmm. So let me say that again. You have time, you have energy, and you have money. And in the beginning, you have less money. That's just mm -hmm. usually the way it is. And so you have right. more time and energy. So what that what does that mean? 
that means that um, you know, not that you can, not that you stop later on, but but you're going to buy the books that you need, and you're going to read those books, and you're going to apply those apply <laughs> that right. keyword. Right. You're going to apply those concepts that you learned from those books, and there, it's going to take you a lot of time, and it's going to take you a lot of energy to do. And then when you do those things, you start producing more revenue. Well, then you have a little bit more money. Well, then you can buy the, the, the courses as opposed to just the books. Um, and then you can, you know, so then it, it's going to take a little bit of time and a little bit of, uh, a little bit of energy and a little bit of, uh, well, it's going to take medium time, medium energy, and, 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 and medium money, let's say. Well, then you move to the next level where it's going to take a lot of money, but it, there's actually less energy and less time because some of these things that you're buying – uh, you you can put into systems and, and delegate and have other people. You still learn it, but it doesn't take you as long uh, because of the level that you're at. And so the three things that we have to take into consideration on business growth solutions is time, energy, and money. That's the only thing you have. You have um, uh, limited energy. We have limited time. And at some point, you have limited um, money. But, but as time goes on, you should have more money and and we have to understand we have less time and, and probably less energy sometimes. So take that in consideration as you're growing your business is in the beginning you have more energy and more time and really, really dig into those books and those courses and those seminars um, and, and, and as time goes on you're going to actually spend more money so that you have – you can spend less time and less energy on things. But that's yeah. just the way that it works. Does that make sense? It does. And you know what, you know what I would love to do a simple um, explanation of it, you know, like think about, you know, when, so you're early in the school and maybe you don't have as much money, but you do have tons of time. You have unlimited, you have 168 hours in the week. If you don't want to sleep at all, you could use them all up. Right. Um, um, And then you have, uh, you know, energy because hopefully you're putting all your energy. What happens is I think the downfall of a business owner is when they gain success, they stop working as hard and then they put people in place thinking those people are going to do their job when they step out. And um, and then they forget that they have to stay on top of those people. You have to. Most billionaires are working. You know, look at look at the president. He's you know he's up at four in the morning working until uh, you know late at night. Um, he's and that's how he built his business. I mean, this is how billionaires are. They work, work, work. Right. So think about this. It's like if you were starving and you only had one plate of food, you would eat your entire plate of food. But if you're not so hungry. Um, you would, you know, leave pieces here and there. And if you have a lot of options, you may take a little of this, leave a little of that and so on and so forth. You have so many other options, right? But when you're really, truly hungry, you appreciate that plate of food and you'll eat and lick the plate clean, right? Because you have to. And that's where that hunger comes in. I mean, that's old age old story in the Rocky movies. You know, when he got lazy, he got rich and he had robots and Ferraris and a mansion and then he started losing his fights. So he had to get back the eye of the tiger. He had to get back to being hungry. I, I think a lot of school owners are trying to, trying to follow this new age model where everything is – they think they work hard because they spent two hours on Facebook marketing. Or they think they worked hard because, you know, they, you know, they have a website and they redesign their offer on their website. Well, when you know building a business and getting out there and meeting people and working hard and doing door hangers or rack cords and flyers or whatever, you've got to do it all so that you could stay afloat. And in this competitive market, with more and more schools opening up every other day, you have to work harder than ever before, I believe. So, yeah, your, your analogy is amazing. I was going to say, one of the uh, key things, and you bring this up uh, quite often, and, um, you know, one of the key things for your school is your, your floor, and more specifically, um, not just how it's run, but how you – uh, how you present it. So right. um, you have to be a good public speaker right. in order to be a good martial artist, in my uh-huh. opinion. And, 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 well, a good instructor. Be a good martial arts. Yes, exactly. You should be a good martial arts instructor because um, presenting the material in a way that your uh, students are not only able to learn it, but you inspire them to motivate themselves to want to become uh, the next uh, Bruce Lee or the next Johnny Smith that's in your class, right? You have Johnny Smith, who is the, yeah. the model black belt, right? And they're the one, right. they, you know, that, or Jane Smith, whatever. Yeah. They're the tangible one in front, and everybody can see, 
and you have to motivate or you have to inspire them to motivate themselves to to want to be that that person. And so, um, you know, one of the things that that I and you bring it up all the time about being a public speaker that again goes back to okay, read books on public speaking, go right. listen, you know, buy the tapes yeah. and listen to great speakers. Right. I can't tell you how many hundreds of thousands of hours I've list personally listened to Zig Ziglar because I like the way that he delivers his messages. I love when yeah. he draw, draws things out and puts the pauses and everything where they're yeah. at. And I try to, when I'm speaking, to not only, you know, when I go to schools and speak, but when I speak out on the floor, I try to model his tempo and his speeches verbatim when I'm doing it. And, and you know, it's just like uh, uh, any good copywriter will tell you if you want to learn how to do copywriting, you, you take the amazing sales letters that have already been written, and what do you do? You take and you handwrite them out over and over and over again because by doing that, they actually sink into you. Well, when I listen to these speakers and I read about public speaking, it made me then, therefore, make some of those things innate. It was almost like sleeping on a book and, 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 you know, and that book just draining, you know, seeping into me. And so I think one of the major things that we have to do to grow our businesses is we have to be phenomenal uh, teachers out on the floor and not just tech, technicians, right? Not just knowing uh, this move goes there and this is the angle of your arm and all those things. Those right. are important, but until you can inspire people, uh, they don't care what you know, and they don't care well, you, how how you you know it. <laughs> that that is so true, Dwayne. Like I love the TV show The Ultimate Fighter, right? And this season was called Redemption. This last episode season that went on, and it was all the guys who won, or they were at the top of their class throughout all the different seasons, and they came back to fight and get redemption, right? And there's two coaches, um, uh, the one guy who's from Team Alpha Male, and the other guy uh, they're Like I won't even mention their names, but they're always at each other's throats and. They hate each other. Um, and, uh, you know, they're good fighters, but, you know, one to me is a soft-spoken, charismatic fighter. The other one is this egotistical, driven jerk, so to speak, always starting trouble. I mean, so you, you could be an amazing technician, an amazing fighter, an amazing martial artist and have a school that fought, fails. In fact, um, there was a big chain of martial arts schools that ended up going out of business that was one of the UFC's top fighters. And, he could just his personality couldn't make the business sustain. Um, and the people he was putting in place were good fighters and they were great ring. You know, they won in the ring, but they were terrible at, you know, public speaking and, and dealing with the public and, and being able to have charisma um, to create a message that people will will follow. Right. And, and that's a big fail that I see in many schools. You could be you could have the greatest school in the world with, the you know, as far as the way it looks and. And you could be the, the you have the most accolades and trophies and still fail, right? So um, you're right. Public speaking, wordsmithing, being able to speak and tell the story so that people can connect with it and remember it, that's very important. And not a lot of people have that skill. Well, and, and I, I liken it to, um, you know, a good Disney movie that yeah. has two, two levels of communication where it's communicating to the kid and also to the adult at the same time. And, and I look at my floor uh, as, personally, I look at my floor, uh, floor as, as, as a stage. And all of the students are on there are actors that are on the stage. I, mm -hmm. am the, I am the director, but I also am in the play. And the, stu the parents or whoever's out in the, uh, in, in, you know, in the foyer or whatever, they're, they're the audience. And right. the audience always, uh, I want them to be engaged you know, it's not right. just about what's happening out on the stage, but it also needs to overflow onto the stage so that the, the, the – and when I say performance, I don't mean that we're not teaching good material. I just mean that the whole package is there, if that makes sense. It does, and it is a performance. I wouldn't feel funny about using that word um, because you are – um, you know, you're showing people what you know. You're getting that message across on the actual lesson. And, you know, you are performing to some, some extent. I always said, like, you know, we're in, we're on stage, you know, from four o'clock in the afternoon till 830 at night. And I mean, we're on full tilt because we're not just dra doing a drama or a dramatic role where we're talking and acting, but we're exercising and teaching and doing all sorts of things that are, um, 
very physical. And then you go out into the lobby and you change your hat and now you're a speaker and you're talking to the parents and then you get, hey, can I have a quick second of your time? And you could be like on a high and you're up here and you're like, oh, yeah, okay, let's talk. And then, bam, you're in the office discussing why a kid wants to quit and why the parent doesn't want to force him. And it's constantly, I call it time and energy vampires being drained of your energy all the time. There's sometimes that I'm I'm having the greatest day of my life and it's like five minutes before I go home, I find out something that's negative and it, it'll suck the energy out of me. I go home, I'm almost um, depressed and sad in a way where I just kind of want to go to sleep, eat dinner and go go away. So um, school owners have a tough time and, and it's not an easy thing to be a leader and to be on top of the world and, uh, you know, or if you're on top of your dojo and, um, and, and always be positive and keep everything going. But I mean, I think that it's so true what you're saying and people should take that to heart, whoever's listening. I was going to say, um, you know, one other thing with regards to uh, you personally, and, and I'm trying to think of the words, um, and, 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 and it's not coming to me. Oh, here we are. Okay. So um, since you are the leader, mm-hmm. you have to learn how to manage disclosure. Right. Um, and what I mean by that is not everybody needs to know everything that's going on in your life or on the floor or mm-hmm. whatever. So um, it's important, you know, your your head instructors or your instructors or whatever, they need to know a little bit of what's going on and they need but, – but we have to make sure that we manage our disclosure. We don't tell all of our – we don't tell our students everything that's going on with the instructors. We don't tell – the instructors, everything that's going on with the uh, uh, the landlord, um, and 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 so, you know, one of one of the strategies to you know for entrepreneurs is to be really good with managing disclosure. And I say that not because I'm the best at it; um, it's something that you consistently have to work on. But it's important to not throw up everything on everybody. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I have a funny story to tell you. I was just having a chat with a friend the other day, and he's telling me that one of his top instructors who runs a school um, uh, is on a vacation in another country, and they went to a nude beach, and they have photos on their private Instagram account of them being on this nude beach naked. (laughs) So did I lose you? Because I I just went to just me um, on the screen. But um, yeah. anyway, so long story short, uh, it says that the video, the live video will resume in a moment. So I think we lost it for a minute. But anyway, so yeah, it's probably know, my Internet. Yeah, he had some pictures of himself, you know, enjoying the time on a nude beach, but it's pictures of himself naked. Uh, it, it, it is in a private thing. It is in something that he, um, you know, that only he could see in his family of people that he knows that he trusts. However, if that video or picture or whatever thing gets out, it could be damaging to his school. Um, it also is, uh, and it's totally innocent, you know, but it is something that some people may take the wrong way. So we have to always constantly and forever uh, watch on uh, what we're doing and make sure that, you know, we're not allowing it to ever affect us in any way. So anyway, I, yeah, we're not live on Facebook Live, but we are live still on the recording. Are you still there, Dwayne? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So you're on the, yeah. On the call, but on. I'm going to write, we will be back in one minute, in a, few, in a few minutes, in a few minutes, lost internet connection. Oh, there you are. All right. Can you see me? All right. I Let's see if the video goes back. Click for more live, and there's me, and there's you. Okay, we're back. We're yep, live. Yep. <laughs> Okay, awesome. Technology, right? What, Sometimes. Whatever, right? Whatever. So, so for the, the people who missed it live, we were talking about, and, and you could listen to the to the audio. But we we were. I was quickly just mentioning that you know we know someone. I know someone who went away on this you know uh, foreign vacation, and they went to a nude beach, and they had some pictures of themselves with their um, spouse on their nude beach, in, n- naked on their private Instagram account, and. Uh, you got to be careful. You can't, you know, you got to be careful of what you, what you say and what you do. And, and I try to keep everything positive all the time whenever I'm on my website pages, uh, Instagram, whatever. I, I don't, you know, and I have a lot that I could complain about, a lot of stuff that I could probably, you know, bring up. And I don't want to be controversial. I always want to be that positive force in people's lives. Um, and even though some people try to bring you down and try to bring you to their level, I mean, it's quite amazing. I, I think that it's, uh, 
it's something that we have to be very careful of. We don't have to post a picture of our grandmother or our wife or whoever in, you know, who's in the hospital sick. We don't have to uh, tell everybody that I'm in a fight with my neighbor. I mean, all of that stuff should be private, has nothing to do with your school, has nothing to do with your business. Um, you know, if, if you're complaining about some parents in your school to other parents, they're going to think that eventually you're going to complain about them. So might as well take the high road and not complain and keep it private, keep it out of the, you know, the issues and just stay with a smile and keep on driving ahead 100% and working hard for those people that are there. Right. Well, I like what uh, Zig Ziglar always says, you know, when people would say, you know, how are you doing? And say outstanding, but improving or super good, but I'll get better, you know, and uh, he would say, do do I always feel that way? No, I'm just telling the truth in advance. And nobody wants to hear me complain anyways. So right, right. I always um, say that too. If I'm going to complain, you're going to complain right back at me. So why start it all up? Right. Yeah, truth be told, I don't want to hear it. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, the, the, uh, the another thing that I wanted to talk about with regards to uh, business growth solutions is to um, is always it's important for us to always be testing our our and, and improving our offers. And so, you know, if you have a two week free and a free uniform, uh, test that. But then go, okay, now let me do the two weeks free and a free or the two weeks and a free uniform, but then charge for the two weeks and, and see not only, and, and we have to understand this, not only uh, do I get the same or more or less people to take me up on that offer, but we have to also think, you know, of the longevity uh, of, of those students. So what I mean by that is this. Uh, I used to do the Karate for Christmas, right? Well, I still do it. But uh, the, the offer used to be actually forty nine ninety five, uh, free uniform, free testing for, um, you know, the, uh, the Karate for Christmas, right? Uh-huh. Well, I decided that I'm going to test it. I kept everything the same except the price. I actually bumped it $20 more, so it was $69.95, uh, $69. $69. so just under 70 bucks. Well, I had less people sign up you know, for the offer than I did for the 49. But I actually had, percentage-wise, I had more people sign up at the $69 rate to continue in the program than I did at the $49 rate, uh, percentage-wise. So what, I, what do I mean by that? I mean, let's just throw out numbers. Let's say that, that uh, uh, um, you know, 74 people, did or 75 people did the $49 price and I only had uh, 50 people do it at the $69 price right and but I only had let's say 50% at the $49 price sign up for the next year but I had 75 people at the $69 price, sign up for the, 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 the year. So percentage-wise, I had more. Numbers-wise, I had less, right? But then we got to take a look at, okay, um, what about the longevity of those people? And what I found, like for me, was the $69 people actually stay longer, even after the first initial year, where the $49 people, I had some of the, I had, I had more of them uh, actually quit before, you know, uh, by the end of their contract. Right. So uh, it's not only testing your your uh, initial offer, but you have to look at the different dynamics to those offers and then how it affects your business in totality later on. Uh, does this all make sense? So it's not just, you know, how many can I bring into the front door and, and, and well, get to sign up? I want longevity. This makes total sense, Dwayne, and it's interesting. I was just... Um talking to a, I have an old, old, not an old, but a, a client that used to be coach, used to coach with me. Um, and she ran a martial arts school and then eventually her, for her family. And then she wanted to go out on her own and start a business. And now she's a digital marketer, right? So, and she's doing very, very well. She's really good at Facebook marketing and Facebook ads and she maintains Facebook pages. So we had a really in-depth conversation and we talked about um, rather than scrapping tweaking or rather than, throwing out, we have to tweak. So for example, um, what you just did, and I wrote it up here as I kind of, you, were, I think you kind of saw the question, uh, the post come up. I wrote, so Dwayne's now speaking about a higher point of entry to do a trial, but the percentages of final signups are higher. 
the, the message is you have to tweak your offer. So, you know, you could do $29 all day long and sign up hundreds of people, but at the end of the day, after four weeks and all the time and energy you put in, maybe 10 of them will sign up. Um, when you then say, you know what, I'm going to take less people in the front door, but I'm going to sign up, let's say, uh, 20 of them on a $69 offer, but, but 80% of them are going to sign up. And by behind, having the higher point of entry showing that they have commitment to the financial obligation rather than them going, eh, it's 20 bucks, I'll just do it for a month and then we'll move on to something else. That's the problem with Groupon. A lot of people are Grouponing themselves through, you know, one week of kickboxing, the next week of Pilates, the next week at karate, the next week at gymnastics. And they're just for $120, $10 offers for 12 months, they're doing um, 12 different things, not committing to one thing because it's cheap. Right. And they just they're like, OK, I did a fun yoga month. Now I'm going to go on to this. So we want to get people that really have some pain, entry point of pain to say, let me try this out for real. Let me really commit to it for real. Let me do something and, you know, put my effort into it because it's not a freebie that I could just walk away from. And I, I want to focus on it. <coughs> so what do you think about is that does that kind of summarize what you're saying? Uh, absolutely. And, and I guess the other thing I want to you know draw the point out is that. Um, you know, it's not just about how many do I sign up, but how also we need to take a look at how long do they stay with me. You know, so um, I and what I found thus far is the individuals that have paid more in the beginning uh, have stayed with me longer in the end. More of them go to black belt than the others. So yeah. and and uh, and again, I'm about longevity because I know what the martial arts has done for me. I know what it's done for other students of mine, and so therefore I want to make an investment. The long term. So, and by, um, by the way, thing, I don't know. I don't. Before you jump on this, I don't know if you. I wanted to say hi to Downey, um, and uh, she's on here. Deborah, actually, uh, Downey, and she's a uh, she's a coach for a uh, stunt coach for stunts and cheer and uh, cheerleading and all that stuff. And she's a friend of one of my friends, but uh, we've chatted in the past, and um, she's had some positive comments. And she says people are seem to be okay to quit something they're not paying for. You know, so I'm sure she's experiencing it on her end in a totally different industry, not martial art related, but kind of a service industry. So, um, yeah, you know, I find when people walk through the door and everything is free, 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 and they can get in and they get this for free, they don't appreciate it. So, I mean, I, I want them to know that this is something that they have to they have to commit to in order. To, and it goes back to that mentorship slash coach mentality um, that we talked about before. So I, I think that that's a really good thing. And thanks for being on the call. Um, so, uh, so okay, Joanne, what else are you going to say? Well, I was going to say uh, another business growth solution is that, you know, and uh, we need to make connections uh, specific in our community. Um, and uh, specifically, we need to take a look at the demographics that we want and then ask ourselves, you know, who has access to or already has a list to those uh, demographics and how can I get them? Um, and and, and it's, so it's important to make those connections. And then alongside those connections, we need to make sure that we're giving out um, uh, free, high-quality content to, uh, to, to our target market. You know, not everything needs to be paid. It could be blog posts. It could be Facebook posts. It could be uh, books. It could be, um, you know, PDF downloads or, or, or video courses or, or, or whatever. But it needs to be good, high-quality information uh, that we're that we're giving those uh, individuals in order to make a relationship with them uh, along through whatever funnel. Uh, and I'm talking in generalities right now, um, but that's that's important. So again, making connections with individuals that 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 have um, you know your list, <laughs> um, uh -huh. and 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 then giving free high quality content out, uh, I think is important. Yeah, and, you know, we do that, by the way, and I'm going to throw a selfish plug in there. For anybody who doesn't or hasn't gone on to our site, um, please do so and download our business manifesto. It's a total freebie, um, and, you know, it has some really great information on, you know, what your time is worth and, you know, different pillars of your business uh, to focus on and so on. And uh, we've gotten such great reviews, had hundreds and hundreds of downloads on this thing, and uh, and it's free. So we love to give a lot of free material away. We do have a program that we uh, have people that sign up for, the Next Level School Owner Club, um, which is doing phenomenal for the members that are on it, um, and they love it. But, uh, you know, anyway, so that's just a selfless plug, but take that and get that download on the manifesto, right? It's on our Next Level School Owner Club. Yeah, yeah. Or you yeah. can even go to uh, schoolownertalk.com and, and yeah. get it on the right-hand side of the page. 
Yeah, awesome. So, I mean, so we've talked about a lot of really cool stuff, and we also had said on there, too, Dwayne, that we were going to talk about, um, you know, uh, maximum efficiency marketing offers. We chatted about how to get something to work better, right? Um, you agree that and, – and it's not easy, right, dude? I mean, you have to work hard at tweaking things, right? Um, I, I remember a big fan of all the guru marketers, Jay Conrad Levingston, Jay Abraham, and Jay Abraham – was back in the day, he was the, the master, and he still is, but he was then the master of taking something and tweaking it, right? And he would see like a gold company that was not getting any, any offers off of their, their, their emails or their, their ads in the paper. And he would basically say, hey, listen, if I'm able to grow you by X amount of dollars, I get a percentage, and he'd sign up for that, and they'd pay him at the sides. And he would tweak the heading. He would tweak the picture. He'd tweak the message. And each week, he'd tweak it based on the results that he was getting to make it better and better and better until the ad was performing at such a high level that um, every time he ran the ad, he got results. What we do in our industry, and even when people have a pre-made ads from these different coaching companies, uh, we'll throw an ad out there. It's like throwing spaghetti on the wall, hoping that it sticks. And if it doesn't, we just change the ad to some other offer. You know, uh, we don't tweak the offers. And I just spent three hours yesterday on all my Facebook ads, tweaking them, changing them, adjusting keywords, working on everything that I can to, to maximize results. So I love, you know, what we're talking about now because it's not about throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Sometimes it's just about tweaking the message. Yeah, and I think one of the biggest takeaways in, uh, in closing is the fact that um, we need to make sure in order to do any of these things, we need to be solution-oriented. There's, there is a plethora of, of information that's out there nowadays, whether you're, I don't care what industry you're in, there's a plethora of information that's out there, uh, but especially in the martial arts industry. So, um, your schools are, how do I say this without being rude? Your schools are doing, you are exactly where you are because of you. And, and, you know, if you're doing great, it's, you know, it's because of what you've done. If you're doing horrible, mm -hmm. it's because of what you've done. Um, right. And we have to at some point take ownership of that. Now, I'm not saying if you were in a bad uh, uh, breakup with a with a partner or whatever, you know, there are some quid pro quos here. But but ultimately, it's our responsibility to to step up to the plate and and find out solutions in order to grow our business. And the first one is, you know, take responsibility. And the second is. You know, uh, you, you, you ask yourself those three questions. You know, uh, or, or those three do those three concepts. Number one, don't worry alone. Number two, look at the facts, right? And then number three is come up with a plan. And I guess number four would be, uh, you know, if you need it, find a coach or a mentor to help you, uh, uh, you know, with with those those situations. Yeah, and if I could add to that, I think I'd add like a few of those on uh, onto that. And number one is don't always believe what people say. Right. So in other words, like what people are saying about you or telling you, like when people you've have probably had this happen, maybe not to him, but where they'll go, you know, a few of our p other parents plus myself feel that you're doing, you know, this or that. I always go, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I only want to hear what you have to say. I don't want you to try to give me a false narrative that other people are behind you. I want they might just be nodding their head listening to you because they don't want to insult you. Why don't you tell me how you feel and let's work on your situation. So don't necessarily be down on yourself or change what you do because one or two people may not like it. You have to decide on what kind of business you're going to run, who you are, and be happy with how you run your business because nothing is worse than running a business and being there every day and hating what you see in the mirror, right? So you have to be really careful that you live according to your own moral standards and you're enjoying your life. I, I have to say, one of my friends just told me his neighbor and friend was is an old, 53 years old, an older gentleman or my age, and was out on his bicycle getting in shape and just fell off the bike, had an aneurysm and, and, he, and he died. I mean, so wow. life is so short. Um, if you're always constantly working to just please everyone, and not enjoying your life and the kind of business that you're running and the type of moral values that you have, then what's the sense of it all, honestly? And I'm getting a little spiritual here, but I know you're a man of God and you speak about things like that. And it's like, why live a life when you're living a life of, some, of somebody else's life that you don't enjoy and don't believe in? Well, and the unique thing, and this is maybe not the topic, but the unique thing about being an entrepreneur is you get to create your environment. You know, I always right. say that uh, this is this is my happy house, and if you aren't happy, I'm not the one that's leaving. Right. Uh, whether it is a, a client or whether it is, um, you know, one of my employees, uh, right. I'm not the one that's going. And I've created right. 
uh, you know, my wife says that I live, I live in a fairy tale land. Um, mm-hmm. and she's, she's right because I have created my fairy tale and, exactly. uh, you know, uh, and, and when things don't go the way that I want them to go, I step in and I recreate it and it's right. going to be the way that, because it, it, my business is not a democracy. It is a dictatorship. I don't run it as a dictator, but, um, it is a dictatorship, and that's why, yeah. you know, I, I have been on boards before and committees before, and it's so frustrating because nothing gets done. <laughs> because, yeah. You know, I, it is. It's, it's different. It's like, okay, I will take people's advice. I will take, uh, I, you know, one of the things that we have to make sure that we're doing is we have to be immune to criticism. But right. we listen. We listen, but we have to be immune to criticism, and we have to critically think through those things uh, in, in order to decide, okay, is what they're saying you know, because they have a problem or because they're genuinely trying to help me out. And then you yeah. can look at those things critically and then move forward. Um, and, and it's important, but, but, but it is a dictatorship. Yeah, and, you know, I had a parent. I, I wrote that in one of my blogs, and one of the parents of my school said, you know, I really didn't, I didn't take too kindly to you saying that your school is a dictatorship because I said the same exact thing. And I said, well, it is. You know, I said, I, I love hearing what people have to say, but then as an owner, I have, like if someone came to me and said, you know, it would be much better if we wore, you know, pink pointed hats and little red noses in class because everyone would have that much fun, um, I could go, well, maybe they would. But at the same time, that's not happening in my school, you know. So I have to, as the owner, decide on whether that's that's in line, your your criticism or constructive criticism is in line with my vision. And sometimes it's not, and I have to just override that. And I've had that happen with, you know, just recently with an employee that had left and, you know, we just butted heads with the way we wanted, I wanted to run my school and I wasn't allowing that person to run my school the way they thought they should. It's my school. Um, so anyway, long story short, you have to be strong on your key message. You know, I'm sure people complain about the rides at Disney, but Disney, the ride is set up and that's the way it goes, right? If you don't like it, you don't go on that ride. You find another one. Um, and, uh, you know, have to be really careful. That's why I always say there's a million different flavors of ice cream, right? You know, nowadays it used to be just vanilla chocolate and strawberry. Now there's cookie dough, you know, you know, uh, chocolate chip, blah, blah, blah. You know, so anyway, we have to just remember that and stay strong to it. So I, I love your messages, Dwayne, today, and thanks for sharing those. And I know we're trying to wrap it up and, you know, we kind of covered everything. And I suggest for those listening, um, you know, get get on uh, the uh, the site and download the manifesto and um, take a look at our school owner club because it's a, a group of people that are in a mentality, same similar mentality, and they're, um, you know, they're sharing things together, studying together, et cetera, et cetera. So um, check that out at school owner, uh, next level, schoolownerclub.com, nlsoc.com. And, um, yeah, I hope you enjoyed the call today. Well, any wrap-ups? No, I think we're good, man. Uh, everybody have a great day. Allie, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be back in the saddle again. Yeah, me too, man. Have a great, great day, Joanna. Talk to you soon. All right, bye. Take care. Bye.